1: Oilers
0: Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio,
1: 630
0: Chad. I believe in this team, and I believe in the city. That's why I'm especially proud to be the owner of the Oilers. Nurse drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right to the shoulder. There's a lot of work to do. My
1: goal is to lead this team to become an elite team in the national hockey team. This is Ryan and Hopkins. This is Oscar This is Milan Lucci. This is Carmen Deo from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex.
0: Office equipment solutions North America wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A.
1: Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. Yeah.
0: We have quite the show coming up for you today. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer back from Buffalo along with Brendan Escott. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. You're all in one convenient location. Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. So much to get to. Uh, We opened up with uh, the tragically hip. We'll talk a bit about the American myth. Uh, Returning from Buffalo after uh, spending three days, quick days, at the NHL Scouting Combine. The uh, elevation of players out of the U.S. National Development Program and uh, maybe a bit of a trend we're seeing with Canadian players, which might speak to perhaps a bit of a mindset of some Canadians and maybe a perception that some of us have with Americans as well. Uh, John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers at 12.35. Kirby Dock, by the way, uh, we're going to have him in the opening 20, 25 minutes of the show. Do not envision him being there. The Fort Saskatchewan product at 8 when the Edmonton Oilers draft. believe he's going 4, 5, 6, or 7. Not going to be there at 8. Um... So we'll hear from Kirby Dock out of Fort Saskatchewan, Alberta, who is each day for the next 10 days, actually. We're going to run interviews from the combine as we head into the NHL entry draft, which will be taking place uh, two and a half weeks uh, from today, Friday night in Vancouver on the 22nd. 1235, John Shannon. 105, the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Dave Tippett. Our first chance on Oilers now to have a one-on-one with them. Of course, uh, when the Oilers organization... Waters Entertainment Group uh, rolled out Dave Tippett as head coach last Tuesday. We were there, uh, but the actual interview that we had with Dave, a brief one for six or seven minutes, took place prior to the show. So Dave's been kind enough to give us some time a little bit later coming up on today's show. And out of Toronto from the Athletic a guy who knows all about the Maple Leafs. And is there a tie-in between potentially the Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers, James Myrtle, who is actually the uh, the driver for The Athletic up north here in Canada. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. I'm going to be going down there Friday night for the cult. Will she be uh, selling sanctuary? We shall see. Speaking of the River Cree, big changes coming. Their main casino floor, soon to become 100% smoke-free. But you can enjoy Embers, their new smoke-friendly casino expansion with slots, tables, and more. Just getting bigger and better at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Now, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland Ford a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. We're on Twitter. At orders now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and Brendan Escott, who uh, drove it for us Thursday and Friday. Thank you very much, Brendan. Uh, appreciate in a little bit of a change Friday as the story broke about uh, the movement with a couple of the orders, assistant coaches. So thank you for quarterbacking from uh, uh, Edmonton on that one. Uh, again, if you've not heard, Trent Yanni, Manny Viveros will not be part of the coaching staff moving forward. Glenn Galtz and will be. Uh, I've had conversations with all three men here. And uh, uh, Viveros uh, will potentially be in the mix for some uh, assistant coaching jobs and some other organizations around the league fully expect Yanni uh, to uh, maybe resurface fairly quickly. Maybe Los Angeles as an example. And Dave Tippett, in terms of the interview coming up t- at 1 o'clock today, we'll get some brief thoughts on that. We're not going to try to tie him too much to what the orders might do assistant coaching-wise beyond Glenn Gullitson, but uh, also want to get his philosophical approaches to some things moving forward. Brendan, we're going to bring you in now. Sorry, I sort of danced around that one uh, with you. Did you have fun on Thursday and Friday? Absolutely. Always a pleasure talking to the listeners. Yes. Did you get anything out of Corey Prondman, uh that sort of caught your interest?
2: Uh, I was interested because I've heard, I think the most noteworthy thing that he said to me, we we know the Oilers are in all likelihood going to end up with one of those uh, national development forwards, but he had some interesting things to say about the goaltender out of that program, Spencer Knight, saying that his numbers and everything may have been a little bit inflated by the fact that he's played behind such a great team.
0: You nailed it. And here we go. So to debunk the American myth. So here's what happens, right? We all know Americans. Uh, and, hey, they're not all like Donald Trump, but Donald loves to tell us via Twitter how great he is. There there are, you know, the difference is Canadians like bringing each other down. There's a degree of schadenfreude that exists with Canadians, right? Like, ah, that guy, what's he ever done? Ah, you know, what did that billionaire ever accomplish? What did that millionaire, that millionaire inherited his money, you know? that players not that good that there's a little bit of that that exists it's not yeah, i don't know we just don't i don't we don't always prop up our own sometimes and i think that and i'm going to give you a primary example right here right now the us national development program has been fantastic for the united states and the us is no worse than a solid 1a to canada's one the United States, I know Finland's having international success, but true best-on-best, best, the country that comes the closest to matching Canada in terms of talent, is the United States. Though, uh, and maybe I'm wrong, and you can text me at 630-630. If we were to have an Olympic Games right now, who would be Canada's number? Would you say it'd be Finland? I'm sorry, I know Finland's had some, you know, hey, they won a world championship with a team with nobody that scored a goal during the NHL regular season on their team. But I don't think if we went true best on best, the Fins would be Canada's biggest. The United States is right there. They lost to Canada in overtime in 2010, though. Canada marginally outplayed them. Canada significantly outplayed them in 2014 in the head to head matchup, had the puck like 65 to 68% of the game. Let's not forget, Canada scored 17 goals, gave up only three in the 2014 Olympics. 2018 Olympics, we didn't have best on best. That's before. Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon entered the fray. Because right now, I would assert to you that Canada might have three of the five best players in the world, maybe four of the five best players in the world, if you included Drew Doughty on defense. Which brings us back to the U.S. National Development Program. The whole focus on that program is to develop players and win the U-18 championship. So they have all of these guys on one loaded up team, and yes, sometimes they play college teams, but some of the numbers that they put up against USHL teams, which are worse than major junior teams in Canada, are completely inflated. So, am I intrigued by some of the American players? Absolutely. But the U.S. doesn't win the gold medal at the U18. Sweden won that. Okay? The U.S. does not win the gold medals. And it's seen as a character builder for some of their top end guys. It doesn't really, well, they were so dominant during the tournament and they were unlucky. And that's true. The Russians and you know, the Russian goaltender played great in their semifinal game and the U.S. lost. But we have a scenario where Jack Hughes, number one, he's been the consensus number one. That's fine. But has Alex Turcott moved into the top five? I would say a lot of people have Turcott now in the top five that didn't have him in the top five halfway through the year. Okay? Uh, Cole Caulfield. Is he a top-ten pick? I would say that there's a, there has to merit consideration for that, despite his lack of size. Where's Matthew Boulding? Trevor Zegras, another center. Cameron York, a defenseman. Spencer Knight. These guys could all go in the top 15. But the way things were presented in Buffalo was, oh, it was a uh, learning experience and a character builder, and, and even some of the American writers didn't really negatively present it, the fact that they didn't win the gold medal. Okay. They kind of prop their guys up. I'm not sure if that always happens with Canadian players, and I'll give you a primary example. So two of the guys that went over up front, one guy played on a terrible team all year, Peyton Krebs. Might be sliding a little bit out of uh, now with the Winnipeg Ice, formerly the Kootenai Ice. And then the other guy, Dylan Cousins. You know, well, one of the things I heard, he wasn't very good, you know, in the the medal round. That's because he wanted to win the Memorial Cup. That's what Canadian major junior players want to do. They want to win their league championships and go to the Memorial Cup. They're not, The U18 is a fallback, whereas for the U.S. it's a primary focus. But I have one more way to illustrate the point. Philip Robert from Sweden. Many of you that saw the Holinka Gretzky, and if you're listening to a show called Oilers Now and you're in Edmonton, my guess is you probably took in at least one of the Holinka Gretzky games. Philip Roberg was pretty good for Sweden in that tournament. He had a rough regular season over in the Swedish Elite League. Actually, got demoted at one point. Then he was a late addition to the uh, Swedish U18 team. Then he got sick, only played in four games, so his stock fell during the course of the season. Then he ended up being the uh, top defenseman for uh, of the tournament at the U18, as Sweden won the gold medal. Let's so not forget Sweden got several calls against Canada that helped them get the uh, the victory in the in the semifinal game. So now we're hearing that Philip Roberg's name is out there as a potential top 10 pick. Maybe even as high as number six to Detroit. Okay? And Cousins, uh, who all year long was seen maybe as a top five or six pick, some have fallen, maybe right out of the top 10. It's a distinctly Canadian situation, akin to a certain degree to maybe what happened to Evan Bouchard. Canada did not win the World Junior Championship. Bouchard was supposed to be one of the drivers for Canada, and some people didn't have him as highly ranked as they had him less than six months earlier. Hmm, it's interesting. Don't get me wrong, some of those American kids got a lot of skill, they're really interesting guys, and the others have to contemplate uh, you know, drafting them at eight. My top five right now, and by the way, we're going to tease this right now, Brendan, we have something that we're going to roll out next Monday. Here on the show, and a chance for the listeners to win. Okay, It's all I'm going to say, but they're going to want to be a part of it. So it's a top. It'll be a top ten. Just going to tease it a bit. But in terms of the top five right now, Hughes and Kako one, two. That's a given. Chicago Blackhawks. Alex Turcotte is from Chicago. Does he go three? Does Colorado pass on a guy like Bowen Byram? I mean, it's tough to get defensemen like that. And then there's Kirby Doc. I believe he's in the top five. And speaking of Kirby Doc, out of Fort Saskatchewan, let's go to our winners now audio vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. I caught up with uh, Kirby Doc at the Scouting Combine in Buffalo. Let's get to that conversation. Kirby, uh, what's this week uh, overall been like for you?
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you don't get to experience this too often in your life, so I've kind of t- come here and taken advantage of, of every aspect of it and met new people and made some friendships that'll last a lifetime so I mean I've, I've had a lot of fun and it's, it's I'm, I'm happy the fitness testing's over and that part's done with but uh, it's been a lot, of, a lot
0: of fun. How many different uh, I mean you're a consensus top six
1: or seven overall pick how many different NHL teams ended up speaking to you this weekend? Uh, I think I had 11 meetings this week so I mean it was good to kind of meet teams and see what they had to say and vote me and, and what I can improve on and that stuff and this things for me to take back and kind of work on my game. You had an interesting
0: season, took off obviously in the playoffs and tremendous against Prince Albert, uh, including scoring a big goal there that uh, got a lot of attention. Uh, Just a a thought maybe on elevating your play at a critical uh, juncture against a really good team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of, before playoffs, looked at myself in the mirror and said, I want to try and find a new gear every night to kind of help push my team through each round. So. I think I was able to kind of do that against Moose Jaw, and then uh, coming up against Prince Albert, I knew I'd have to find an extra, an extra gear because I mean they're a big, strong team, and they went to the Memorial Cup for a reason. I mean that their D this year was fantastic. They had five 19-year-old D-men that were able to shut, shut uh, everybody. It seems like shut everybody down at, at the right times and right moments, and then they had those forwards that were smart and skilled, and it would make you pay for if you made mistakes in the D zone. So it was a good series to be in, and taught me a lot about myself. What did it mean for your your team, your organization? You know, for years
0: they missed the playoffs, and for you guys to take that step forward this season.
1: Yeah, it was huge. I mean, the buzz around the city was a little bit different. In past years, when I was 16, you kind of go places, and people really know who you are. It's a little bit bigger of a community, but being in playoffs and being how good we were this year, uh, you're starting to get a little bit more recognition from the the fan base in Saskatoon, and it's always a lot of fun. The rink was starting to fill up, and uh, it's been a while since anybody's seen that rink like that.
0: Joffrey Lupel, Mike Commodore, Ray Whitney. There's a bit of a lineage there, for Saskatchewan, guys that have gone on to play in the NHL.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. I mean, you kind of go to the, the rink and you see all those guys' uh, pictures hanging up along the walls and, and stuff like that. And then to think that uh, maybe my name could be up there one day would be pretty cool.
0: Uh, favorite player growing
1: up as a kid? Uh, I watched a lot of Jonathan Taves, but uh, kind of growing up as a kid in Edmonton, I, I watched a lot of Alex Hemsky and that kind of his era, and uh, that was uh, that was good. But my favorite player growing up was probably Taves. Uh,
0: are you a guy that, you know I mean, you played a little on the wing, you yeah. know, back to like a Gretzky last year, but uh, primarily a center. What, what do you think is the biggest
1: area of improvement that you need to work on your game to get to the next level? Yeah, I think so. I think I kind of see myself as a centerman more than a winger, and just uh, one thing that kind of work on is, is that consistency and, and I know how good I can be every night and it's whether or not I I can bring that consistent level of play and I think towards the end of the year I was kind of able to figure that out and bring it. Your
0: dad was a college player in Edmonton. Uh, yeah. Just a thought on uh, maybe, you know, the assistance. Your brother's drafted by Saskatoon as well. The sort yeah. of, you know, the connectivity with the family that are helping you get to this level.
1: Yeah, it's been uh, pretty good. I mean, my dad kind of helped to groom the game for me and my brother and he taught us and he got into it and got us into it so I mean we kind of took it took it and ran with it and he's given us every tool that we needed to succeed in, in life and without my parents I wouldn't be here today. That's Fort Saskatchewan's Kirby Dock,
0: uh, And if you saw him there man amongst boys. Poise and uh, mature, and uh, no chance he's on the board when Edmonton drafts at eight. So I know a couple guys think, "Oh, Star, for you're you're setting us up." So when he falls to Edmonton, he ain't falling. Okay, let's just establish that right now. Uh, This tweet: as Epstein's mother has texted the show at six thirty, six thirty. Bob, any comments on Taylor Hall? This from Dave Pagnota out of the fourth period. Bob told this is from David Pagnota. And the tweet says, told that as of now, Taylor Hall is not interested in signing an extension with the New Jersey Devils. He has one year left on his contract. Devils like American players. Um, If Taylor Hall goes to free agency, 30 teams. no, 31 now would be interested in him. All right, uh, that's my thoughts on that. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. This is Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. All right, 12:25 in Edmonton flew back uh, from Buffalo during Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final. Bruins wiped them were smoking on the power play 4 for 4. Uh, did not get to see the Champions League final live, watched a, a replay of it on The uh, Zone. Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp telling you that's how you got to manage today's players. Saw the uh, back half of last night's game, uh, NBA. Suffice to say, the uh, Golden State Warriors, what was it, a 20-0 run? That's a pretty significant bomb they landed, and they didn't have all their horses going. Series tied 1-1. Two NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Get the hottest brands and branded items for summer, like blankets, camping chairs, coolers, outdoor games, and more elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear. Here's Brendan Escott.
2: Thanks, Bob. Game four of the Stanley Cup final goes tonight in St. Louis at 6pm. The Blues trying to draw even after being dismantled by the Bruins on Saturday night, losing that one 7-2. to 22-year-old D-man Vince Dunn will return for the Blues for the first time since game three of the conference final when he was hit in the head by a puck. Robert Bartuzo will be the odd man out there. The Blues are restricted free agent Nikita Sashnikov, also signed in the K AHL this morning. Uh, the rumor mill keeps churning with respect to Patrick Marleau and the Leafs parting ways. Nick Kiprio saying on uh, Hockey Night in Canada over the weekend that Colorado, Arizona, L.A. are all in the mix for the 39-year-old, uh, but it sounds like his days in Toronto are done. The AHL's Calder Cup final between the Charlotte Checkers and Chicago Wolves tied up at one game apiece. The Wolves winning game one in overtime on the road. Charlotte rebounded winning game two, five to 5-3 last night. So that series, now, series is shifting to Chicago for Games 3, 4, and 5 beginning on Wednesday. In the ECHL, some drama between the Colorado Eagles and the league because the Eagles, who won the Kelly Cup last year and then made the jump to the AHL, didn't return the trophy. Uh, The team says they tried. The league says they didn't. Bottom line is the Eagles no longer part of that league, uh, so they do have a new trophy, the fourth one in league history. Yellowknife hosting the next hockey day in Canada as well in next February, Bob. I think
0: the Colorado Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, here uh, and my source is decent on this one might owe the ECHL some money too because when you leave a league usually you have to pay a a fee to leave so just keep that in mind there might be that might be what's going on there 1227 in uh, Edmonton yes Rocky Thompson remember he was the Oilers third assistant in 2014 15 did not get kept went to Windsor Windsor hosted the 2017 Memorial Cup he won it beating Erie and Chris Knobloch in the final. Then Rocky went to Chicago, and now he's coaching for the Calder Cup and seen as a guy that is a viable NHL head coaching option down the road. All right, John Shannon's coming down the pipe at 12.35 today. Off to a Global News Weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodoin.
2: Oilers now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.